Episode 2, Super Rage Bros. Super Rage Bros, we're a couple guys in our 30s that just talk about the things that are currently making us rage, and we have to see pop up on our radars about... Really, I, I realized in the, in the first episode, we really didn't talk about how we came about this idea and why we're doing this. It, yeah, we just we jumped straight in last time. <laughs> yeah, we just were like, yeah, no explanation. You guys just listen to us rant and ramble on about. But basically, kind of spawned from the idea of, you know, we, we work together and ride together and find ourselves talking about things that pop up on our Google stories or what we're seeing on Reddit, stuff like that. And just how we were talking, you know, it, it seemed like we were, everything that we saw, it just, it seemed like nobody's talking about this. Why, why are they talking about when we're not even here themselves? Exactly. So after a while, I think uh, I think I kind of gave the idea uh, that I was like, you know what, this would probably make a pretty big, pretty good, decent little podcast about this. Kind of went back and forth about it, and mutually agreed. And here recently, we just said, yeah, let's just uh, let's give it a shot. So pull, pull the trigger on it, man. By no means are we journalists at all. So you know. Everything we talk about is opinionated, of course. Oh, yeah, just a couple of nerds talking about what they like, man. We're probably going to make mistakes. Or, you know, we're, we're probably going to get some facts wrong. As, human. as evident from the first episode. <laughs> well, I think we're, we're going to do better on that from now on, though. And uh, yeah, apparently, you know, there's stuff that we might not, you know, we might skip over. If there is and, you know, you would like for us to talk about it, just just let us know exactly what. We'll definitely go ahead and <laughs> appease the masses. But, uh, cover it, if not in the next episode, at some point. So. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's all we are. Just a couple guys that were nerds, and we like to talk about everything nerd-related, from video games to movies to comics or basically whatever happens. Oh, anything. Well, we can talk about magic. We can talk about D&D. The uh, list, list really doesn't end. No, it does not. D and D, man. There's, there's actually some good stuff going on D and D. Thought about maybe, maybe next time, maybe next, next episode. But yeah, we'll just uh, jump right into it. What we got? Uh, what we got to talk about first here, here, Corey? Well, let's see. Uh, yeah, we'll start with some movie news again. That's kind of where we started last time. So, speaking of uh, which, uh, also by the way, I'm I'm Dustin Campbell, of oh, course. Corey Roberts. Welcome back. If you're returning for episode two, if this is your first time, uh, glad to have you. Yeah, welcome to the show. Yeah, so movies. What we got going on in movies? Uh, well, one of the big uh, things that kind of piqued my interest this week was getting some new information about the Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, the Batman movie. That, hope you ask, what, what, what's going on with the Batman movie? Uh, what, there's been some different things flying around, but uh, one of the main things that, that caught my attention this week was that they announced that the Batman movie would, was going to be set in the 90s. Yeah. And that the main villain would be the penguin. 
kind of what I saw myself. It's it's interesting though. All these movies are starting to uh, go back in time. Like you had uh, Wonder Woman was going to be set in the eighties, and now you you had Captain Marvel also set in like the eighties or nineties, and now Batman set right. in the nineties. It's interesting. Uh, that is now. I haven't really thought about that in terms of the other movies going that direction too. And you point that out. That's that's interesting. I, I wonder. I don't know, maybe, maybe there's more to it, or maybe it's just, you know, kind of, I mean, telling different, like, origin stories and getting back to the root of things, and especially with DC, I figure they're, after the whole fiasco with Batman versus Superman and Justice League, even though we agree, those were not bad moves. No, not a, not at all. I guess they're just trying to, trying to I don't know, maybe just re hit the reset button a little bit, I don't know, but... That seems to be the case, uh... I got no problem with it being set in the 90s, having a younger Batman. Uh, allegedly, it's going to focus more on the detective aspect of Batman, which I think could be cool. Yeah, like a noir, noir little feel to it. Yeah, obviously, like we mentioned last time, I still kind of don't want to watch it because it doesn't have Ben Affleck in it, but I'm still I'm going to watch it. I'm a Batman guy. There's no point lying about that. Oh, yeah, well, I'll watch it, but, I mean, I just... It, it really depends on who they get to play Batman that I'll, it's probably going to decide if I enjoy it. Well, that's the main thing, and I, I guess we still got to see who they want to cast to play the Penguin now, too. Obviously, we've heard a lot of, in the past, it's been Josh Gad's kind of been on the front lines of I think he would do, be really Penguin good. Penguin stuff. I could, I could see, because, I was, what is it, Boss Logic, that artist that does the renditions of different comments? I, I think, mm -hmm. he didn't he do one where he made Josh Gad look like the Penguin? It looked pretty he good. He did. It actually wasn't bad. Uh, I think, obviously, the guy's got the acting chops to do it. Oh yeah, yeah. He could. I, I could see him. I could see him pulling off. Like definitely, like uh, have that creepier. Not 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 nearly as chaotic as Danny DeVito's iconic penguin penguin role. But right, right. I could see him doing like a really creepy kind of like insane badass kind of penguin. Yeah, I could. I... Yeah, I'm interested to see what else keeps coming out of it. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. Be excited about if you're a DC fan or any comic fan. Really, it's Batman. Else I kind of saw, and, and I hadn't actually ever talked about Batman vs Superman and Justice League. There's there's a character in that movie that I don't think we've really talked about, but I saw that he might be returning. Jeremy Irons as as Alfred Pennyworth. I'm okay with that. I like Jeremy Irons, Alfred. Is, is Alfred? Yeah, we. He's kind of like a little a little. He doesn't have too many iconic moments or anything in the movie. Alfred, pretty pretty good. I think. Yeah, and it's a different take than we've seen before. Jeremy Irons played it as kind of a a younger, more badass Alfred, really, like a bit more of a more smart ass too. Yeah, you, know, you got the feeling if he needed to, Alfred could be maybe they could head that way, like in some of the comic stories. You know, if needed to do it, Alfred could throw the Batman cowl on himself and go out there and kick a little ass. It's kind of something too, like in all the other Batman movies. You know, Alfred really just seemed more like a, you know, like he really couldn't. Attend uh, like appease to the Bruce Wayne's humanity or put him in his place. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like Alfred was just like, oh no, Bruce, no, don't, oh, oh. Like, yeah, right, right. But, the, but you know, Jeremy Irons, Alfred was like, hey, you need to sh get your shit together. Yeah, I feel like he, he could take a swing at Ben Affleck and uh, not feel bad. Maybe you know, hold his ground a little bit. He just the way he came off, not necessarily the way he looked, but his attitude and oh, yeah. demeanor in that movie. I liked it. It was really, it was good. It was good. It reminded me a lot of like the, a lot more like the animated series is Alfred. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I like that. 
But uh, something else that I saw too, you know, along with uh, Jeremy Irons, uh, s some rumors that apparently Joe Manganiello is still going to be attached to this. I don't know. Is uh, Deathstroke? I don't know. I, from what I understand, like that little article I, I talked about right before we started, it, it popped up that might still be attached to it. I I don't see how. Maybe, maybe you know, Penguin gets Deathstroke to kind of show up to give Batman a little bit of trouble, but I would love to see Joe Manganiello's. Well, I mean, I, I would too, but I wonder how, you know, with him showing up at the end of, you know, Justice League the way he was, or BVS the way he was, he was already kind of older. So now I wonder if this movie's going to be set in the 90s, how they would be able to bring him into that. Oh, I mean, because... I think the the whole story behind uh, Deathstroke, anyway, is he's a mercenary, right? He's he's gun for yeah, hire. Yeah. That's you know secret ops or whatever background. But if if Penguin, if they're gonna have the Penguin be the way it is, Penguin's supposed to be like really rich, right? Basically, about as rich as uh, Bruce Wayne is supposedly his upbringing. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, maybe he's got some money, and maybe he hires Deathstroke to take care of some things. I don't know. Well. I think I'd be all right with that. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, the, another thing I saw before we get off the topic of the Batman, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, you know, with Disney's acquisition of Fox and everything now, you got some of these guys wanting to, I guess, kind of get out of the Marvel Universe, the X-Men Universe. Now, I did see the story that James McAvoy's been out there saying that he would like to join DC oh, really? as, as the Riddler. Ooh, oh, oh, man. Right, right. I, oh, I saw shit. that story over the weekend. No, but fuck. Damn, that would be good. Oh, be good, wouldn't it? Be good, wouldn't it? Holy shit. You just blew my mind. Yeah, and I think in my mind I associate with maybe the way he kind of did in... Um, Split. Split, exactly. Because yeah, he, he was so chaotic and all over the place, and some of his characters were kind of a little crazy and out there. Yeah, that's I, I how Riddler is. Like, that's, yeah, like, exactly. Holy shit, yes. So, yeah, let, let's get you over to D.C. Yeah, James. James. James McAvoy. If you're, you know, you're not going to listen. <laughs> Nobody's, but, yeah, make it happen. He's yeah, we'll, make it we'll happen. take you, man. Put him, him, put him in that Batman movie, too. Oh, my God. I can see him in the suit and everything. Ultra, yes, yes, that needs to happen. Hey, yeah, I figured oh. you'd like that. I figured you'd like that. Oh, God, I love it so much. Because that was one of the characters. I was like, who could be a good Riddler? I don't know. And, and I, I don't think I'd ne I never would have thought of him for that role. Oh, but. I don't think it ever would have popped. But then he came out there and said it. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Holy shit, yes, yes. So, but, uh. Let's get off the Batman for a second, but before we leave Batman altogether, you've seen the trailers for the uh, animated Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. I did, and that just, I mean, I, that's something that I didn't think I wanted, but I want it so bad. Oh, I've, I've wanted it. I really had, had a couple of couple of graphic novel crossovers. I had one, one of the newer ones just came out a few years ago that I picked up. It's a cool story, but I, I never expected to actually see it in movie form. It seems like what was it supposed to be like? I guess uh, does the Shredder come to Gotham and he's working with uh, who's it Lex Luthor or who's he working with? Uh, I think so. I think so. I think so. And I guess the they kind of make a plan to so that the turtles think Batman's causing chaos and they just stop him. And then Batman's like, "Oh, these 
freaking giant <laughs> turtles are yeah kinda, basically <laughs> these, these damn giant turtles are in my city no can't have that yeah, i think it's gonna be good man it's it's a different take and there's been a lot of cool batman crossovers over the years back in the comics and stuff and obviously you had some of the batman predator was probably my favorite but uh the turtles crossover is really cool and i'm, I'm excited to watch that because yeah, uh I watched the trailer on that as well, and it just—I think there was one scene where the turtles kind of jumped on Batman and were like, "Just one guy, we could take him." And then Batman like throws a smoke bomb, is like kicking their asses, and they're like, "What happened?" Oh yeah, they didn't know what they were getting into oh, with that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 looks like it's gonna be good. Like everything animated here recently, top notch, and I think. This- Oh yeah, that, that's been the history with with DC, anyways. Especially in terms of the animated movies, their animated movies have always been really good, in my opinion. Yeah. There have been very few misses in terms of a DC animated movie. Yeah, just even even back, not even recently, just back in the yeah, like Batman and the Phantasm. Oh man. Oh, Mask of the Phantasm. I think yeah, it's one yeah, of the Mask one of the greatest Phantasm. animated movies of all time. Oh man, that, that's so good. I remember watch. I watched it. I had the comic book, and I would read the comic while I was watching the movie. Like, man, this is so awesome. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing movie. They, they've always done good with animation. I, I have no reason to think they're not going to do good with this one too. Looking forward to it. Definitely something on my uh, on my radar for sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure, it'll be on the once again the DC. Uh, app and all that, the the service street will be on there. Definitely, yeah, the, uh, DC Universe will get it, no doubt. For when they pop up. Yeah, man, that's that's gonna be good. Uh, what else we got going on with uh, DC and movies and stuff like that? Yeah, I got, I got a little other DC news I want to talk about before we get off of these. Like, that's the last title. It's not really a DC show. We do tend to have a lot of DC stuff, but that's that's kind of where we're at. But a couple more DC stories before we get off of that. Um, Saw the story last week, and I think you've seen it too. It's hard to get some confirmation on it, but it looks to be the case that Ray Fisher will be stepping away from the cyborg character in the yeah, DCU. Dude, send me that that yeah that article, and you no, know, I remember reading. I was like, okay, wow, that sucks. But yeah, now you can't find anything about it. Yeah, that, that's what you, that's what you told me. And I, I started looking after you told me that, and I'm kind of struggling to find any any information about it. The the one thing that I found was Ray Fisher talking about. If they were to make a cyborg movie, it would cost like two hundred million dollars, and maybe they're just not in the budget. And all this trying to figure out what's going on, maybe cyborgs are one of the ones that got the axe. I don't know. Well, that's what it sounded like. In the original story that I had seen, uh, I don't remember if it was Screen Rant or Movie Web. It was one of those two. Ray Fisher done playing cyborg, and not only that, but the cyborg film had been canceled by DC. It was not happening anymore. That was the original story that I saw, and then for the for the rest of that day, I probably saw five more articles. Ray Fisher out as cyborg, cyborg movie no longer a priority at DC. And now, yeah, you can't find it anywhere. I don't know. I mean, it's maybe that's the case. I, I hope not, because if if that's the case, then yeah, they're definitely gonna completely get rid of everything. But with other stuff, I I feel like that. It's kind of because there for a while it just seemed like everything like Batman versus Superman and you know Justice League it seemed like they were done with all those characters really and try, but I don't know. Seeing well, that, that's what we had thought. I think we we touched on it last week that I thought it it kind of seems to me like with the exception of Wonder Woman and Aquaman, everything else is going a new direction now. But and that 
know, in that same sense here lately, it's I'm also starting to see up that not the case. Maybe they're just taking a little break. To yeah, it's, it's so hard to really tell what's going on. Yeah, we can mention that too. You mentioned that maybe that's not the case. We saw the story. It's been a week or two ago that it first came out that it, Ezra Miller was working on his own script for a Flash movie. Yeah, uh, from what I understand, I think he's trying to make a darker script to kind of help maybe secure his role as the Flash. Yeah, and that makes you wonder too. If he's if he feels like he needs to do something like that, then obviously. He's not feeling too secure about his future in that role. Yeah, who knows if maybe, like, he heard something that, you know, the Warner Brothers are thinking about not using him anymore. Or if he just hasn't heard anything, so he's trying to be like, oh, crap, okay, everybody else is getting the axe. What can I do to help make sure that I don't get the axe? Yeah, and that seems to be the case. Because, like I said, the only two that are safe, obviously, are Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, not, going, they're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Those characters are safe. They're they're gonna have a few more movies, being some other stuff. They're, even if they recast the rest of the Justice League, reboot the Justice League, those two characters are still gonna be the same. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're not gonna get the, Gal Gal Gadot and yeah, Jason Momoa. They're not going. Anywhere. No, they're there. But you see, you know, maybe Ray Fisher's out, maybe Ezra Miller's out. You know, Ben Affleck's already been out, but then we see stories last week that maybe he's not. Maybe he only meant he was out for the Batman movie, and he's still going to be back for another Justice League movie. That's the article I saw. But Ben Affleck's not really done. He'll be back for Justice League 2. Yeah, because— But allegedly they're not doing a Justice League 2 anytime soon, so— No, it's, it's not on their—if you look up anywhere on the, the plan and the, the roadmap for their movies, there's nothing about Justice League at all. Yes, yeah, so it's hard. You never know what to believe because the thing, and this is something. Uh, let's get off on a little tangent here because I'm going to get pissed off now. <laughs> yeah, they cancel all this stuff. They get Zack Snyder out of there. Everybody hates the movies. BVS is terrible. Justice League's terrible. Suicide Squad's terrible. We got to get Zack Snyder out of there. And even you know the personal tragedy that Zack Snyder went through. Yeah. Even when that was going on, they're like, "Well, good. Uh, this best thing could have happened because yeah. now we now we can't ruin the movies anymore." Yeah. This is the kind of bullshit people were out there saying. They tear the franchise apart. Zack Snyder's gone. Everything's having to reboot now. Actors are getting fired, quitting. Everything's falling apart. Then I get I get on Google, pull my Google News up the other day. There's a story. This is fucking Screen Rant, man. Oh, Screen Rant. Yes. I know it has to be wholly owned by the Disney Corporation. <laughs> yeah, they've done. They they were on the front lines of tearing oh, yeah. Zack Snyder and the DCU apart for the longest time. Yeah, the I, I pull it up. Top of the page, Screen Rant presents this amazing article. The worst move the DCEU made was not letting Zack Snyder complete his vision. <laughs> this this is the fucking story I opened the internet to. Yes. Like my brain, it just wants to like liquefy and melt out of my ears when I see this kind of ignorant bullshit from that's, these people. That's about as bad as didn't they? Uh, like last week after Ben Affleck, the whole thing of him being done, didn't they come out with, "Wow, we're gonna miss like Ben Affleck or or Batfleck?" Yeah, oh yeah, they were the same way the entire time. Ben Affleck's the worst Batman we've ever seen. This never should have happened. This is terrible. He's ruining these movies. And then he says he's not gonna do Batman anymore. Like, well, he he really was the best Batman. And uh, yeah, and but this Zack Snyder thing is a lot worse because yeah, they were really screen rant was really tearing into him like wholeheartedly like oh like i said they, they were on the front lines of basically just running this man out of town months. Yeah, like, i, I mean seeing... pitchforks and torches you know come chasing after frankenstein's fucking monster man this is what they were doing to this guy yeah, they were i remember those articles yeah they were tearing him a new one and yeah for them to come out and saying that 
Yeah, wow, that's just... Yeah, the DCU's worst move was not letting him complete his vision. I hate, <laughs> I hate Screen Rant so much. Every every article they come out with just makes me want to punch my phone. That's it, let's tell you, Screen Rant movie web, man, they have to be owned by Disney. They gotta be, because, my God, it's just... Because it, it's Marvel fluff pieces and DC attack pieces 24 hours a day over there in that department. Yeah, God, that... I can't believe they did that. That's just such... Uh, oh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's still, it still gets me angry every time I think about it. Fucking screen rant, yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's, I don't want to get too far, and I'll be angry all day. <laughs> uh, one, well, just one other quick DC thing before we get off of DC. Okay. Uh, we've, you've seen all the stuff with uh, Amber Heard. Yeah, yeah, with the Johnny yeah. Depp fiasco. The Johnny Depp fiasco. That obviously ties into the future of the Aquaman franchise. Basically, everybody that hasn't heard or, you know, been under a rock, apparently, uh, back, what, when was that, that Amber Heard first? Oh, jeez. Uh, something back, like that. Right it's been a while. The, the Me Too movement, Amber Heard came out as a Johnny Depp abusive tour and, like, you know, physically abusive. Now, apparently, the, the tides seem to have turned. Is it like Johnny Depp has a whole bunch of witnesses and video footage of opposite Amber Heard been the one abusing him and yeah it turns out she she's been abusive even so much that apparently she cut off like his middle finger or one of his fingers and he had to get it sewn and it reattached or something oh, the, the stories are crazy i mean we'll see what comes out of it the dude says he's got i mean hours and hours hundreds of hours of video surveillance evidence and eyewitness testimonies from employees and guard security guards and you know cooks and all this other stuff so we'll, we'll see what comes of it man it's a it's definitely an, an, an interesting story. It was nobody expected it to turn out this way. And uh, poor Johnny Depp, man, that guy for the last year or so he's been, you know, everybody boycotting Johnny Depp. You know, Disney getting rid of him from the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and those reboots. They don't want him back for that now. Basically, kind of trying to tear this man's life apart, and then you find out it's all based on lies. Uh, and that makes even more sense, you know, whenever you see, because I remember I'd seen pictures of Johnny Depp, and they're like, oh, he looks sick. Oh, he looks like he's dying or something. I'm like, well, he basically is because, he's, you know, had his career drugged through the mud because of lies, apparently. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, apparently, it doesn't seem to be that hard to do to somebody. But Amber Heard, yeah, obviously with all that going on, yeah, it, it, it'd kind of be a no-brainer that her position as Mira in Aquaman 2 would kind of be questioned. Well, anything needs to be questioned. If it turns out that she did the things that Johnny Depp's saying she did, she she needs to be gone. No questions asked. Get her out of there. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, if she were to be gone, who do you think? Who do you think could uh, replace her? I, I don't know that you'd even need to. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I don't think so either. But in a uh, same undernote, like Aquaman is pretty well known, but. Mira does kind of appear like in the background. I'm sure they could probably just not have her be all and without her. But. Well, that's that would probably be my preference to that. Is just don't don't bring her back. Don't you don't even really have to mention it. She just doesn't need to be there anymore. She kind of did what she needed to do in the first one. Just kind of leave it alone, move on. I don't I don't think anybody would care right. or note. Probably not. I mean, she was kind of. Uh, I don't I don't know. I would rather do that than have them. You, know, you see that sometimes where they just recast a character in a sequel. The most notable, as much as I hate bringing it up, but it's the most notable: the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy with with Rachel placing her. Yeah, yeah, 
that never seems to work out. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And I would rather they just not do it. I think that I think they could get away with it. I do. I think they could just completely get away with her. Well, that's the best way to go. I think I'd I'd obviously rather see that. I, I don't want to see them recast that. It's going to throw the whole thing off. Right, right. I agree. I agree. Uh, that's, that's about all I got for DC. Unless there's anything else DC related that you want to bring up. Uh, no, man. I mean, I think we kind of touched up. The only thing that I think, uh, yeah, Ben Affleck apparently that whole thing. Like I said, it seemed like it seemed like right after we finished and uploaded the, the episode one and it started popping up, they're like, yeah, he's done. Like, immediately after that, I up my phone, uh, he's not so done. But yeah, it's... We kind of touched on that because it seems like that same thing that maybe they're not done with the Justice League. Maybe that's about it, but I think... I, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway because I can't, I can't keep doing this, man. <laughs> if, if he's done, let him be done. You can't keep getting my hopes up like this. Maybe he's not, because my heart can't take it. You know what I mean? Just let the man rest. If he doesn't want to do it, let him. Let, just let him go, man. I'm trying to let him go. Yeah. As I've been, I don't know why I'm in one of the stages of, of grief now. I don't know which one, but <laughs> can't keep, can't keep can't keep hitting the reset button on this. We know you're in the stages of grieving. One yeah, of them, not sure which. You gotta let me do it, DC. Come either, on. Either between denial or acceptance torn between the, the two stages it goes back and forth it depends on the day <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all i got man for go with the dc and uh movie well, maybe a couple movies then yeah, so yeah, i want to get your opinion on on something else because i've seen obviously we talked about pokemon a little bit last time right 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 and obviously we got the uh, detective pikachu movie coming out yeah yeah got that which movie. i i'll probably see it I, I probably will too. I mean, it looks I, funny. I mean, it's got Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. I mean, and I just love Ryan Reynolds. But that's really the draw for the movie, I think. Uh, yeah. With his his name being attached to that is probably ninety percent of the reason. Oh, for sure. A lot of people are going to see it. I, a lot of younger people, kids that are still really into it. I mean, not that a lot of adults aren't really into it, but they're going to go for the the CGI and seeing the Pokemon and that kind of stuff. Right. People our age probably going because it says Ryan Reynolds on the poster. Right, definitely, definitely. Which is, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a fair reason to see a movie, oh, I yeah. think. Yeah, Brian Reynolds is, is, yeah, for sure. But the, the stories I saw attached to that, that's kind of wanted, what I wanted to bring up about it, was I, I'd seen a story where they said Detective Pikachu, if it's successful, that they're probably going to launch into a whole Pokemon cinematic universe after this. Yeah, uh, I think I saw it. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I mean... I think it could appease to a lot of people. I think right now there's a lot of people that are trying to honestly contend with Marvel and their their cinematic universe. I think Pokemon could be one of the big things if Detective Pikachu got well. I think it will. But that does seem to be a big thing. You know, cinematic universes, that's, everybody wants in on that now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, to, to be fair, makes going to make a lot of money off of it. But people want to try and compare that to Marvel. But Marvel's, what, 22 movies in? With Endgame coming out? Oh, yeah. It's up there for sure. Uh, I feel like... I want to say it's 22nd or 23rd in the Infinity series or whatever that this is ending on. It's it's a big, it's a big story arc. Yeah. But, yeah, the cinematic universe, you get into it. It's kind of cool. See, having a shared universe is pretty neat. Seeing characters cross over and everything tie in together. That's always... It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Kind of get invested in something. And there's a lot of potential with Pokemon because, I mean, it's, it's an ever-growing thing 
it's a, it's a living, breathing, evolving creature itself. Because, oh, definitely. You know, they're always coming out with new Pokemon and new games. So uh, the only thing that I don't like that that really kind of bothers me about the tech peak that I would have an issue with is when I played Pokemon, it was so light, you know, light, and you know, you had the fun, and it was all colorful and and then you look at the Detective Pikachu, and it's a dystopia, kind of. You know, you got... It just looks like Apocalypse Pokemon. <laughs> you know, like Blade Runner with Pikachu in it. Yeah, like, you got, like... Even, like, the the battles and stuff. Pokemon battles. It looks like Underground Fight Club Pokemon. Got freaking yeah. pages and grittiness, and it's... Not the battle I had in my mind. <laughs> Well, that's, that's the thing I wonder, too, with having said that, if they're going to do this cinematic universe, if this one's successful, I wonder if it's going to be based around this universe or if that's just going to be the launching pad for a separate cinematic universe. That'd, that'd be interesting to, to see what they do. If it is successful, I mean, I'd, I'd say that it would probably be kick off, but... Yeah, because like you said, with this one being kind of darker and dystopian and just not very... Not what you would generally think of when you think of Pokemon. You think of bright colors and... And things like that, so it's, it'd be interesting to see, but honestly, there's a unlimited amount of material you can tap for a cinematic universe for that. I mean, just the, the amount of super popular Pokemon characters alone that you could do solo movies for. Oh, yeah. That'll keep you going for another decade or more, yeah, 20, I, 20 years. I could definitely see him trying to do a Mewtwo, the, the Mewtwo story again, and or and even still, you got all the legendary Pokemon, Zapdos, mm-hmm. Moltres, uh, you know, or all the Alugia. Yeah, there's there's so much that they can do with it. It would be it would be interesting to come to life. I just I don't need dystopian Pokemon. Like I don't I don't need to see like a freaking Scyther slash through. So you know, I, it's you know that makes it makes you wonder too. Who who's this movie really made for? Yeah, yeah. Made for the younger Pokemon players, or made for you know people like you. That's I mean, you obviously you say you don't even want it, so that's... yeah. Well, you know that, that that's one of those things because Pokemon has been around for so long. Now you've got you've got newer generations introduced. Still got the older generation that they had a specific idea in their head of how it is, and yeah, I, I can see that. This is going to be a challenge for them trying to kind of walk that thin line between. Keeping the younger generation and the older generation both happy. It's dangerous. It's dangerous, but I, it'll be interesting to see how they how they would pull it off, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. Like I said, we'll, we'll go see it. We'll talk about it after we watch it, see Absolutely. what happens. Absolutely. And one other quick thing. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I see the new uh, Hellboy trailer. Yes, yes, yes. What do you think? Man, I got to tell you, I like it. I mean, the, to me, I, he does seem to have a lot of likeness to Ron Perlman play doesn't seem like it's going to be it, it seems like it'll be darker and obviously you know he's he's cussing stuff like that definitely a little bit more mature but i think it's gonna be good yeah I, i'm excited about it. the the cgi and stuff looks cool in it the the monsters and demons and everything look really cool in it the action sequences look really cool in it hellboy himself looks pretty cool the only exception i have I, i'm just not big on the way his face looks in the makeup man yeah and I don't know if it, maybe it's just because I, I got spoiled to, to Ron Perlman playing that character. But this guy, like, costume, you know, the arm and the makeup and the horns and everything, it's really cool looking. But then I look him and kind of look Hellboy in the eye in that trailer, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. 
And I, I just have a hard time. I have a hard time with it. I really do. So I struggle. Like those videos, whenever you know the babies, like the the guy, the dad would have like full beard, then he shaves it off and comes around, and you're like, oh god, you're not my daddy, kind of like that reaction. Yeah, it's just a. I, I, I can clearly see that it's Hellboy, but there's this thing in the back of my mind. It's like you're not Hellboy. I, I understand. Get out of here. But I'll, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll see. That's the only thing I wanted to bring up on that. I, just, I didn't know if I was the only one who kind of felt a little weirded out by the way he looks. So maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Uh, I don't think you are because I, I remember I've seen some where people haven't liked it. I think it's kind of torn. I think it really it'll just really boil down to what people think after they watch the movie. Still relates to the source material of the comics and stuff like that. No, I think he's going to do a good job. The more you can tell in the trailers, attitude-wise and stuff, I, very Hellboyish. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I think. Uh, I think there's also going to be some surprises in that movie too, because it seems like that one guy, the 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 smart-ass guy that's with him, it seems like he's got more going on with him than it seems. No, I'm sure. This yeah, obviously this hopefully kick off a new. Hellboy Cinematic Universe. I'm excited, so, though. I, I, I'm, I'm wanting to watch it, for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Movie-wise, that's probably about all I got, man. I don't... Uh, I think we've covered about everything. We can uh, get into some game news, man. There's some interesting Vigi game games. stuff. Some interesting video game stuff this week, for sure. I guess the biggest of which would be Google's big announcement. Yeah, the the Google game uh, console that they're coming out with. What's the name of that again? Uh, Stadia. Stadia. Yeah. Google Stadia. I remember. It's actually. I remember. I think this was ended at months ago. Sometime like like summer fall last year that Google yeah. is working on their console and yeah apparently they just uh they actually released the uh the specs about it never Yeah, we do have some specs still not a, a whole lot of detail. We, I mean, we know it's going to be out this year. Right. Uh we know that it's a, it's a streaming platform. There's basically they describe similar to it's the Netflix of video games. Okay. It's kind of the way they want it to be. Um yeah, so spec-wise, you know, we do have some specs out for it. Um Google Stadia is going to utilize a custom x86 Intel CPU. It's going to run at 2.7 gigahertz. And that's going to be paired with a custom AMD graphics card capable of running at 10.7 teraflops of computing power. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, for anybody familiar with that, uh, remember when the Xbox One X came out? Mm -hmm. And that was kind of built as, you know, obviously the most powerful home console at the time. Uh, I believe it runs right somewhere right around 7, 7.1 teraflops yeah yeah if i'm not mistaken i know it's seven it's in the sevens i know that for sure so i mean you're talking quite a bit more power here that seems like it's going to be uh it might be uh interesting it seems like it's definitely going to be something to look for but i'm also seeing even with all that a lot of people are kind of nervous about it well they are well i mean the there's just there's so much hype for that i mean you look at the stats like that as far as the specs go and they're also saying that it, you know, with that if power, you're going to run this thing streaming. Remember, this streaming games at 4K and 60 frames a second. And then they're saying down the line. I mean, Google's already said that they promised in the thing. When we get there, the technology's here. This Google Stadia is going to be able to run games streaming in 8K and 120 frames a second. Jesus. That's ridiculous. 
And you look at the numbers on that. I saw another article yesterday. Uh, people were asking, you know, what kind of what kind of internet are you going to need to be able to to hit these kind of specs streaming games? And Google saying, you know, you'd be able to run it at the 1080p and 60 frames a second with 35 meg internet. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's it's hard for me to believe that. Yeah, that that, that seems like that's yeah. I don't. I, is man, 35 megabytes per second. I'm barely able to run Netflix. At yeah, that's what I, I I get lagged trying to browse Netflix if I'm my internet slowed down to 30 megs. I think what it is is also is you know we've been burned by so much with things like this. You know, hyped up like. Like the big one, No Man's Sky, you know, talking about things like, oh, man, this seems too good to be true, and then we get it, and it was too good to be true. I think yeah. people have been burned too many times, and, and especially, you know, Google, Google's becoming like a big a big thing. Like, they're, getting, they're dipping their hands in all the cookie jars, and I think this is on the way, but I, I just, I, I can see why people worry, because I'm also a little bit nervous myself of seeing how this plays out. Yeah, so they, they got, you know, their own controller coming for it. They expect to be somewhere in the 50 to $80 price range, so, you know, similar to a, an Xbox One or a DualShock 4. But yeah. run, they run in that range. Uh, no real information on uh, whether it's all going to be streaming, if it's like a monthly subscription for the streaming, or if you'll have to actually purchase each individual game. We don't know that yet. Um but yeah, it's on this article too. This one's saying a 25 megabyte connection is all that's required for 1080p streaming. Uh, I don't. I, I call bullshit. Uh, yeah. I call Min bullshit. Minimum requirements are expected to be around 15 megabytes per second, uh, which, which will drop you to 720p. Uh, I'd say more like 240p, but well, I don't know. Maybe maybe they've got technology that could make that possible and. You know, well, fiber, and optics is, fiber optics seems to be, internet seems to be making a big, big splash in the world as well. So I don't know. It is, but there's, you know, there's kind of a basis for this because both, especially with Sony, the PS4, so it's the PlayStation Now service, which is basically the same as streaming games. Right, right. Absolutely. With Xbox, you got the Game Pass, but you can actually download those. But on, you know, on PlayStation, anybody has that with the, the PlayStation now, it, it basically works kind of the way Google described it. It's a Netflix of games. You get on there and you stream them. And it doesn't run that great when I've tried to do it. Really? And, you know, I have it hooked to the uh, the 100 meg internet, and I sometimes I have a hard time running newer games. Huh. I get a lot of lag and stuff. Maybe that's just me. But the experience that I've had with PlayStation now makes me extremely skeptical about what Google's saying here. Right, right. Well, you know. I think also it's the fact that, like to me it's just Google's coming out of nowhere and trying to jump right into it and they're hoping to go against the the big three Sony Microsoft Nintendo I just yeah it works out and I don't even the almighty Google I don't think will have much of a chance well it's hard to say if if they deliver on what they're promising with this oh yeah it could be a game changer for sure then that's yeah it, it could change everything for sure let me tell you, if I can pay a monthly subscription to stream new AAA titles at 4K and 60 frames a second, and I don't need to upgrade my internet or anything. Sign me up for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what, is there a point that they could price you out of that in terms of a monthly? If it works the way they said, what would you pay for that? Oh, man, easily. 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 I would think probably more than that, even if it worked as good as they say. Well, I mean, because if you think about it, you know, you've got what uh, the Xbox Live is about what twelve, 
10, 12, 15, something in that price range. Uh, PlayStation is eight, I believe. Are you talking about the Game Pass and PlayStation yeah, now? Yeah, like the online services and stuff like that. Yeah, they're both around around ten bucks a yeah, month. Yeah. So, I mean, and and they have pretty good services, but this Google streaming, I mean, that that seems like it'd be pretty good. I mean, and if you were to look at even Netflix, Netflix now, twelve or dollars a month. Well, and the other the other part of that, that too, you talking about Game Pass and PlayStation now? You you paying ten bucks a month for it, but you also have to have a three four hundred dollar console. Right. Before you can do that, and a subscription to PlayStation Plus or Xbox Gold. So yeah, I mean you're in pretty deep to get to that point. Right. Something like this, the Stadia, it's there's no console. There's you don't have, all you got to buy is a controller. Right. Mm. You hook it up and pay the monthly subscription. There's no hardware cost outside of the controller. You're not you're not buying anything. All your only cost in playing any games is getting a controller and paying the monthly subscription if that's the way they go with it. So at that point, I mean, you could charge, you could charge me twenty five bucks a month. I'd probably pay it. Yeah, I, I could see it. The lowest I think they'd probably go is fifteen, highest twenty five thirty. Yeah, there could be different packages. Yeah, you could have different tiers of that. You get in here, you can play these games. You want to pay more, you can get the newer games faster. That'd be an interesting uh, model like that. Now that probably be the way I'd do it. Yeah, definitely. I don't work for Google though, so we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> Uh, the game stuff, though, it's a little early, but we got E3 coming up. Yes, E3. It's a few months away from E3. Uh, you know, I'm seeing, because, I, I, you know, you brought it up to me, and I looked into it. It seems like E3 isn't going to have much of a, as big of a presence. Like, I mean, as far as how it's run, it seems like instead of them doing big events, it looks like they're a little bit more towards streaming, live streaming, <laughs> and videos and stuff. I think that's well it's it's gonna be a lot smaller because you got some stuff not happening i know obviously the big one is sony says it's not going to attend at all yeah i saw sony isn't gonna have their yeah they're they're gonna do like what their little state of play video or something yeah like state that, of state of play monday that's this coming monday march 25th it'd probably be a past monday by the time this is on you're listening to it but monday march 25th is that state of play 2 p.m so we'll be able to talk about it next week so I, I don't know, like I, I, yeah, Sony's definitely not being there. That's gonna be that's interesting. But that also, in that same uh, retrospect, that gives Microsoft and Nintendo a big window. To, oh, it to, does, to yeah. To get up, man. Race. Yeah, it does. And you got smaller ones too. I see here looking at it. You know, you got uh, EA not gonna hold a traditional conference this year, and just gonna do a couple of small live stream things similar to what Sony's doing. Right. So another big developer that's not going to show up this year, too. That makes you think. You see stuff like that. And I don't know. E3 is just not what it used to be to me, even. Yeah, it really isn't. It's become more of a – it kind of seems like it became more of a joke there for, for a little bit, and I think it's kind of hurt themselves. Yes, and a lot of a lot of people are kind of opting to go that route with just kind of live streams and stuff direct to the people who want to be there for it just for those particular fans. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe E3 is on its way out. Maybe. Um, I, I, it's speculation, but it is, it is. But I don't know that we even really need an E3 anymore. I don't either. You know, especially with uh, these companies and stuff like that during their own little presentation and stuff like the annual. I mean, that that just seems like it's more personal. And yeah, I I, I think we're heading that way. E3 just kind of phase out over the next. 
I think I think so. Unless you're an actual journalist who needs to be at E3 writing about it, or you know, really kind of really hardcore guy. There's not many people I don't think that'll sit and watch an entire E3. You're just gonna look up at the times and see like, oh, I want to watch. I want to see what Bethesda's got. Exactly. I want to see what the, this developer's got. I'm gonna get on at that time and watch those particular conferences. I don't think anybody just sits all day and watches E3. No, not or, anymore. Definitely not. I mean, it used to be years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. You'd make you'd make a, a, a couple of days out of it. Get up in the morning, you put it on. Hey man, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, E3's going, man. I'm watching that all weekend. Yeah, yeah. you would sit and watch it all weekend. But there's so much else. You got so many different websites, so many pod, other podcasts, so many streaming things, live streams from developers. There's just no need for it anymore. It's just more. It's more convenient. Like that's, that's what I'll do. You look at the list of people that are going to be here. I, I want to watch the Square Enix presentation and the Bethesda presentation. So I'll find out what time Square Enix and Bethesda's are. I'll watch them and I will watch Nintendo's. I might I might check out Microsoft just to see if they if they mention anything more about Halo Infinite. Yeah, I, I might, but odds are I won't watch the whole thing. I'll wait till it's over and then kind of pick through the headlines. Right, right. Well, Square Enix and Bethesda, two of my favorite game developers ever, so I I watch those. Let's see. I don't know if anything anything you kind of excited about. Anything you hope. Uh, man, might come say, out from E3. I'm wanting to hear. I'm wanting to hear more about uh, Beyond Good and Evil, uh, right. too, because they've been teasing that for so long. I'm, I'm just that. Uh, Nintendo. Um, I'm wanting to see what they've got in the pipeline next. Obviously, they've got uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Hopefully, right. they'll give us a little bit more about that and what's going to be going with that because it's supposed to be out this year towards the end. Mm-hmm. I'm wanting to see more of a uh, Link's Awakening. I would like to see more of that too. See, what, uh, see if they give us a little bit of more into that, and uh, and I, I wouldn't mind going ahead and seeing a teaser for the next full scale Legend of Zelda. Oh yeah, yeah, because I I think they said right after there was talks right after they came out with Breath of the Wild, they were already jumping in making the next big big title. Yeah, yeah, and that's been a, been a couple years now. So actually, you know what I think? Honestly, just kind of thinking about and looking over everything that. You know, might be. I think Nintendo is what I'm most excited about because they there's just so much they can like potential Animal Crossing if they were announced that because I believe yeah, there's been a, lot, Crossing. a little bit of that and Luigi Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion Three. Yes, I think yeah. I I, I believe I'm more excited about the Nintendo portion of than anything else. Yeah, I mean, those are the big ones. You mentioned all the big ones there. Yeah, Mario Maker Two, which a lot of people are going to be excited about. And I'm interested to see what they have to say about Fallout 76 at this, too. Now, you know they're going to have to talk about it. Oh, yeah, they're going to. There's been so much backlash. And there's, there's going to have to be some kind of big solution offered to fix this at E3. They, they have to address it. Or they could just, you know, do what they do whenever things don't make some silly joke off. It could be. I, I'm definitely interested to see how they address it, though. But yeah, you got there'll be some more Elder Scrolls Online stuff. There always is. Uh, see some new stuff on Doom Eternal, which will be pretty cool. Yeah, Doom Eternal. Um, outside of Elder Scrolls Six, you mentioned that. We also got the Elder Scrolls Blades, that free-to-play mobile game that's coming out later this year. Right, right. Uh, I'm not. Eh, I'm not too into that. A lot of people aren't, but. Uh, let's see what it's actually going to be. And, of course, you still got Bethesda, their other big uh, sci-fi project that 
got the little teaser last year, but uh, Starfield. Yeah, Starfield. Now that I'm kind of interested to see what what the deal is with that. That could be interesting. I think so too. <coughs> I think so too. I look at some of the others. I mentioned the Square Enix one. Kind of looking over the list here too. Uh, anybody have played the Dragon Quest games, RPGs? We got a Dragon Quest Builders two, hopefully coming out for the Switch, Ooh. which could be interesting. It could be interesting, yeah. Uh, probably DLC for Kingdom Hearts three, and probably a Final Fantasy information on the Final Fantasy seven remake. Right, I think right. we'll get that. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. like Microsoft, so something on the uh, Project Scarlet. Yeah, their next console that they're they're working on behind the scenes, right? Yeah, uh, Hololens two probably be there. Obviously, you mentioned Halo Infinite, uh, Gears five. See, I'm not too excited about Gears five because after I feel like after Gears three, they should have been done with it. I tried four, and I, just, I don't. I've never been a big fan of them myself. It feels they're they're beating a dead horse. Yeah, Halo Infinite. I'm more interested because. These are the gave us. I don't know. I don't know. Being a Halo fan, you know, I, I didn't like, you know, Halo 4 or the last one because it just it didn't seem like it was Halo. Yeah. I don't know. It's the, the little trees that we got with all the mayhem on the ring, and I'm interested to see what, what the deal is with that. Not a lot of people will be. It should be an interesting conference at least. Uh, about covers E3, though. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I feel like E3 is just becoming less and less of a thing. Yeah, it's on its way up, man. There's no doubt. I don't know. Game-wise, I think the only other thing I had, you would, you would send me a link the other day, the Ocarina of Time. Yeah. And somebody has uh, modded that and created a co-op for that game. You like Ocarina of Time, and you ever thought, man, you know what would be awesome? If I could get to play this game with a buddy. Well... Apparently now there's been some people that have modded the game where your dreams can come true because now you're able to play Ocarina of Time. It seems so cool. I saw some of the videos of that people doing it, and the thing that, that I thought was really neat about it too is you don't even have to like run around with them. They'll, your characters can coexist anywhere in that world at the same time. Yeah, you can go. You don't have to run together, and you can you can do whatever you want. I mean, it'd be completely opposite ends of that world and still be in the same game together. Which isn't anything, but when you're talking about a game like Ocarina of Time, this is like, well, it blows my mind a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, but uh, when, did, when did that story come out? That, that went up, what, last week sometime? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. But I haven't checked again, so what, what do you think the odds are that Nintendo's already killed that? Honestly, I mean, I don't know. Because uh, I remember there, there's a big thing, but that could have been just not, uh, the Pokemon company. There were some people that had made a uh, online Pokemon game. Yep. The people, and they axed the shit out of that. Oh, quickly. But I don't know. With Nintendo, I kind of feel like Nintendo is, as a whole, I think they like to watch people see what they can do and maybe even give them ideas. Well, I feel like you could make a case for that too, but at, at the same time, they do have a history of just absolutely murdering fan-made projects i don't know be, I, I hope that they don't this because i i haven't gotten a chance to play it myself but i don't know it's nintendo it's hard to tell i mean they could well, yeah, say I, I, yeah let them have fun or they could say whoa this is our ip 
you're not getting anything from this. Well, but that's the other end, and I wonder what part of that is. Is they just upset it wasn't their idea? <laughs> I think so, or maybe the fact that because, you somebody know, else is able to do it when they weren't, but I don't think that's the like this. Idea. This is one of those things that everybody has always wanted but never knew that they needed or wanted yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo could own this, man. Let's, hey, let's re-release Ocarina of Time on the Switch with a co-op. Absolutely, absolutely. Make it like Four Swords, but just, you know, Ocarina of Time. How many copies of that you think they're going to sell? Oh, man, so many, so many. As many as they can make? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because what they're, they're re-releasing, you know, talking about re-releasing games and stuff like that, they're, they're working on the consoles, you know, with these. That could be something that I could see them trying to do. Oh, absolutely. Or it was the same way with you brought up the Pokemon when they kind of did the online Pokemon game, the fan-made one. I mean, how many, how many copies of an uh, like an MMORPG Pokemon game you think Nintendo would sell? Oh, man. If they got into that, yeah, that that easily, like, millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, this, I would buy it. That would be a huge thing. But they didn't they, they didn't do it. So they killed it and then it disappears. So you got to wonder though, you see the fan interest in that, why don't why don't they just own that and do it? I don't know, man. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that I question of why Nintendo because I feel like Nintendo personally should be a lot bigger than it is, but yeah. it, And maybe we'll see some changes. This just reminded me we were talking about it, you know, uh, Reggie's out. Yeah, Reggie Philheim, he's gone. He's stepped away, and now we got uh, Bowser. Yeah, Bowser. How perfect is that, though, man? It's so perfect. The, the new president of Nintendo North America is Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> you can't write that stuff. Oh, no, no, no. It's, uh, yeah. So maybe, maybe we'll see what happens now. Uh, I'm a Reggie fan. Oh, yeah, Reg Reggie's always had a great... He's, he's had a great presence. I mean, every yeah, time he really has. Video, like he seems so excited, even if it's something silly, like he's, you can tell, like he don't care. He, he backs it. I mean, and, you can tell his body was ready for it. I don't know, man. Like, uh, yeah, this, this Doug Bowser is the guy's full name, but everybody's yeah, just yeah. referring to him Bowser because it's, it's hilarious Bowser. that yeah, it's Bowser fantastic. is now the new president of America, North America, Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, amazing. I haven't seen much on him, but I'm just so used to, I think at this point, I'm so used to the Reggie that I don't, definitely has big shoes to He does. I'm interested to see how it goes. So maybe we'll see, see what Nintendo does now. Maybe we'll keep it in the same direction. Maybe we'll change direction. I don't know. Interesting times. By the way, man, I, I just, it does kind of hurt my soul a little bit that Nintendo isn't a bigger presence in the gaming market than it, than it is. They deserve to be. They, they really do. I mean, they really do. The, the best thing about Nintendo that I like, even though it takes them a long time for them to come out, like Breath of the Wild, we waited, what, how many years for that? Ten? Yeah, a long time. But still, when it came out, like, it was so satisfying. And that's about Nintendo. Whenever they work on a project that long, you know it's going to be good. Yeah. And that, that reminds me of one other thing. I don't know. We'll keep going. We'll talk for hours on this. But uh, Metroid Prime 3. Right. They completely, they just scrapped it and they're starting over. Yeah, apparently they were uh, developing it, changing it, changing it. Got to the point, like, you know what? You need to scrap all this and just... <laughs> yeah, and that's it's been, a, a lot, been a while since you got Prime 2. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. Um, Prime 2. So I think they've been, they've been working on this for a while, but, that, I mean, that's, to me, is it's frustrating. It's disappointing because I, I like the Metroid Prime games. But at the same time, that, that's a good sign. 
Yeah. I mean, if they're willing to admit we've been working on this forever, but it's not what we want it to be. And instead of just trying to patch it, fix it, band-aid it, we're just going to scrap the whole thing and start from scratch. That's just why I love Nintendo, because they're willing to say, hey, guys, we know you're waiting, but trust me, we realize that we can do better, and we're going to do better. And yeah, we, we didn't want to put that, out a crap game. I know they, they fucking mean it. I know that whatever Absolutely. game that they say that is is going to be the best game out there. Yeah. I mean, you don't get that with other companies. No. Oh, yeah. We, we should have got you should have got that from Bethesda when they said, "Hey guys, Fallout 76 is not looking that great, yeah. so we're not we're not going to put it out." I think Bethesda is slowly evolving into like uh, Ubisoft and all that. Or yeah, like they're just uh, I don't know, man. I just, a lot of companies are just more worried about getting more and more about just throwing out these IPs and making money. And uh, it's this game is terrible. Well, who cares? Thanks for the sixty dollars. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was, man. I, I don't know. It's it's disappointing. I call it the Call of Duty effect, honestly. That's what it, that's a good way to to describe it. It's like Call of Duty it comes out every year. It's the same shitty ass game. You just throw the name on it. <laughs> People are gonna buy it. Yeah. That's what you just you buy the name. Yep. Absolutely. But you know, props to Nintendo for admitting that they weren't doing what they needed to do and starting over. Need to see more of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see E3, though, what they're going to do. Uh, look, looking over the list there, man, that's covered about everything I think I wanted to cover this week. About it. We talked about, uh, you know, a lot of the Ray Fisher, uh, Pokemon, Batman, Hellboy. Oh, yeah, I mean, good good chunk of stuff. Yeah, we've covered a lot, of, a lot of news from the past week, so I, I feel like we'll have even more next week with... Obviously, some of the Sony having their first set of live streams and some other stuff happening this week. A lot going on for the next one. Probably that for sure. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that does it for episode two. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this. Hopefully did a little bit better than the episode one. Gave a little bit more clarity at the beginning of what this podcast is about. So Yeah, hopefully my audio quality is a little better on this one, too, I think. So. <laughs> I think yeah, I think I've, I've solved that issue. You're not blowing out people's ear holes. Yeah, I, I don't mean to be. <laughs> well, I take full responsibility. I mean, I, I guess I mean to be with, with content, but not volume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, wh- where, where can people find us? You know, besides, we're, speaking of which, uh, we're, right now we're using anchor.fm to uh, put up the RSS. So, I'm so that's, that's now, as of now, as, as of the recording of this, still the main place that you're going to find us. Uh, we're still waiting on approval, iTunes, Google Play, um, the Anchor, and uh, we've been approved on Pocket Casts now. And our, I got our first episode up. I'll put this one up, too, on Podcast Addict, if anybody uses that app. Yeah, good app. But uh, Anchor.fm is still kind of the main place. It's where we're getting most of the listens. Uh, probably the best place to listen to it right now. Uh, by the time this airs, hopefully we'll be on iTunes and Google Play by the, by the time we get this up. And if it, as soon as it does pop up in iTunes and Google Play, we'll be sure to share that. Where, where are we going to share that at? What, what, what's our social media mm-hmm. that they can follow us on? Well, we got the social media. I still haven't really gotten active with them, so I don't, <laughs> not a whole lot of people follow them yet. But uh, if you want to, you're hearing this, you want to stay up to date on what's going on, um, Instagram's SRB Podcast. Super Rage SRB podcast. Uh, the Twitter is SRB Pod. Uh, follow us on either of those. Uh, we also 
Well, like you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you got any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, uh, you just want to tell us we're assholes, Super Rage Bros Podcast at gmail.com. Right, right. Uh, f- feel free to do that. Uh, Absolutely. Any suggestions of stuff that maybe you'd like I mentioned, if if we skipped over something that you wish we would have touched on, shoot us an email at superragebrospodcast.com at gmail.com and we'll definitely mention that in the next episode yeah absolutely that's give us more things to talk about but uh yeah or uh, as soon as we're able to uh do we have we set up a facebook page or anything like that i have not okay well because uh as soon as we've got you know itunes and all that up and going we'll definitely try to get that out to you guys so. yeah that, that'd probably be a good place to we need to do that we'll do that uh like now Sounds good. Sounds good. But, but if you listen to this, it should already be there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, the end of episode two. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And until the next episode, take care and see you. See you guys. Let's go. Dustin here. Uh, obviously, as you probably know, heard while you're listening to the podcast, my voice was kind of trailing off. The reason why that was is because I actually moved my mic a little bit away to kind of counteract and maybe hopefully sound a little bit better uh, as far as me and Corey going back and forth. But I fixed that. And you also noticed if you're listening to speakers, I should be coming from both the left and right side. Apparently, that was an issue. Uh, I had it set to stereo and with my little audio box uh, thing that I have. I have it set into one. Apparently, that only makes it so that my voice only comes in in the left side. So, uh, I've actually checked. I use OBS, and I checked a box, so I should be good coming in all around. Uh, I set it to a mono channel, but I'm still learning a lot. I'm still trying to figure out a lot. So, if anybody has any ideas or may have went through the same thing and knows exactly what's going on, please send me some tips. Uh super rage bros podcast at gmail.com let me know what you think could help me out but i feel like we're getting a lot closer i feel like Corey himself has actually went as far as to buy some foam to reduce that echoing effect that we had in episode one so hopefully it sounds a little bit better hopefully like i said we're not blowing out your ear holes if we are i apologize just bear with us we will we will get there just it's there's a bit of a learning curve. So, again, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're new, thanks for joining us. And, yeah, next episode, like I said, take care and see you.